Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thank you very much for tuning in to episode 2.2 of The Ball Bags podcast. As always... Joined by the coach and the bottom feeder athlete. How are we, gents? We all good? Yeah, I'm very happy. It's Tuesday. I'm off with Thursday and Friday, so tomorrow is my Friday. So technically today is my Thursday, so happy Thursday. Yeah, I'm ground, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's still not happy. Oh, lads. Uh, it's so very Let's sour. just get after um, him today. Fuck it. Let's get after so, him today. Yeah, look, we, we've a we've a lot to get through today. So, player of the week in partnership with the Athletic. Just a subtle reminder: make twenty twenty two the year you take your understanding of the game to the next level. Click the link in the podcast description. One month free access to the Athletic. Next up, we've got the main segment: agree disagree. We're going around the houses again this week. First up, it's the coach. Something potentially interesting. A look at managers um, of a certain vintage in the world of association football. In a worrying state of affairs, the bottom feeder athlete has approximately three games worth of content left this season. So we'll hear all about the division round in the NFL. And then I will run us through a quick kind of, I suppose, glance at the current state of play in the ERC of the European Champions Cup, um, whatever it's called at this stage, and a look at the Irish squad for the upcoming Six Nations. So, gentlemen, player of the week. Who's going first? You can go first. You have that glint in your so, eye. Mine, mine wasn't so yeah. much a player of the week, so that I'm ruining something else in the show apparently, but... Um, <laughs> mine, mine, <laughs> mine was uh, a manager of the week, or I suppose. So, Dean Smith. Now, if you wanted to whittle it down you can go over James Sargent but for me Dean Smith is pulling rabbits out of hats Um, I think he's done a great job with them I think is it ballsy is it too I'm trying to think I'm on the national airwaves here international airwaves I'm trying to think if a statement they're going to drop just don't don't offend your fans no Norwich are safe You think already? You think they're safe because they they're gaining momentum. Yeah, look, I actually don't have an argument with the Dean Smith thing for once. Um, I, I, he's, doing, take, he's doing mad shit. Like, he is doing either. mad stuff, like, in fairness to him. Um, what well, you just respectfully decline it because it's you that's suggesting it. <laughs> well, I'm respectively going to make another anyway, statement here. Um, before- Norwich get a draw against City in the first game back. Okay. Um, fair. The only thing I would say that's probably against Norwich right now is they currently have played four more games than I know they're very bottom of the table, but Burnley. And there's four points of difference between them. So Burnley can can pick up two, two scabby draws and a win in those four games. Yeah. It's a very different, uh, very you- different proposition. Um, it's just a bit weird with so many sides not having played the same amount of games 
I do agree Norwich are flying. But like, but. look, we'll, we'll touch on something else a little bit later about something else in this scenario. But I, do you see Newcastle pulling? I, I can't see Newcastle pulling out where they are at the moment. I know they got a win on the weekend, but they're many off points, to Saudi Arabia. To many points to the need, like 18? What, to be safe? To get to, eight, no, 18 points out of remaining games to be safe, not total. Well, who, who, who would you who would you class? What what position would you class as? I don't safe, usually go I mean, like that. I usually just give me a give me a point total, and I'm like, yeah, that's good. So what are we looking? Like Norris this year, though, it's going to be lower, points. isn't it? Like it's going to be right down there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 27. You're like, you're you're good. Anything what? over anything over 27, you should be okay. Maybe yeah. <laughs> it's not a ridiculous call. Leicester are tent. They've played 20 games. I would have said with 26 points. 34. I think 34 is too high. I'd meet you in the middle and just say 30, flat 30, 31 and over, and, and you're 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 100% good to go to stay in the Prem next year. But I think 27 because they're actually so bad that you could like they could actually drop even more points. Like that's how bad they are down the bottom of that table. That's why I think Burnley... 27 is safe. Like, well, it's Burnley winning five games. If anyone can pull it off, it's Sean Dyche. But that's 15. Mm. And they're so far back in terms yeah. of games played. They've only played eighteen games. Like, I I'm sticking to my guns. Twenty seven. Yeah, we're done. No, we're good. I think Everton could. I know we don't think it'll actually happen, but I think Everton could. Realistically speaking, if big don't be a joyous day. Them, and then they'll appoint. Then they appoint Rooney because he's a championship masterclass. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he hasn't. And he's put on the away buses himself, hasn't he? I believe. Uh, He's he's probably he's probably made more money than Odell Beckham all the same over the over the season. So Dean Smith is my player of the week. Um, that's another. Okay. But Peter Ratley, who's yours? Between, uh, Joe Burrow and Mahomes, and I just I like I obviously just went with Mahomes in the end because thirteen seconds, ah lads, you can't you just can't give him a second, can you, to get back into a game? It's unbelievable. What happened in that thirty seconds? I haven't. I have. I watched the Rams game, but I haven't got around to watching them. You drove down the field and you just drove down the field. Like, did you watch the highlights of that one? Just drove. No, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even get around to watching them. I've been up to me so and so. It's the game of the year, like. That's the one. So yeah, Yeah. Mahomes for me. Yep, fair. Can I? Mine probably a bit left field, but it's uh, James Hume Ulster. It's a big win for Ulster. He's had probably his breakthrough season. He didn't steal kind of the stat sheet as, as such, but an eye test that was a great outing for kind of for Ulster and James Hume, and rightly so. He's included in the the season six the season six nation squad. Which Do you think he could later. start? Well, um, no, I don't want to ruin. Yeah, I don't want to ruin later on. But just oh, to say, a segment a, gone. He's a very well-rounded player now, isn't he? Like as a centre for Ireland, like, mm. he's really really mm. fun to watch. I I don't know if he'll get a start week one, but Depending on how injuries and how he goes, maybe off the bench, and how we're tracking, he could be back in. So we had to pick one gents out of the three listed. It's not Dean Smith because he's not a fucking player, is he? <laughs> he's not happy at all. <laughs> we'll go Paddy Mahomes and move on because the coach is absolutely septic. That's no, going to be. We, the, we the might just change our name to the Salt Bags because that's septic. all I'm feeling here right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so agree to disagree. Next up, and the joyous, 
feel good character that he is coach what is your segment um, for this my week? segment agree or disagree Roy Hodgson will die as Watford manager <laughs> um, um, basically so you're predicting he'll die um, in the next three months well he might stay on which would make it next season but <laughs> look I just so obviously Claudio Ranieri was sacked on Monday after just over three months in charge uh, Watford then obviously have, have dropped uh, into the relegation zone which to be fair they were in anyway when Ranieri came in because um, they are you know they were they were in there at the start of the season because their first letter is W so naturally anyway um, but Roy Hodgson is obviously available actually in Crystal Palace um, and it is touted that he's going to start work early this week and I just want to know is this a correct decision like he's a man at 74 years of age doesn't need this on his plate obviously he must want it on his plate but it's probably because he's gone senile um, and he's not really sure what he's getting into um, with that in mind I pulled up a list of the oldest Premier League managers that we've, we, we've kind of had right so obviously Roy go on you're on to interject can I just want to say one last thing just like we couldn't afford a lawsuit from Ajax in Ireland. So Has anyone died on the job like, in the Prem, like in the last... Gerard Houllier, but he came back to life. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the oldest current manager is Roy Hodgson, um, funnily enough, when he managed against Liverpool in 2021 um, in, with Crystal Palace. So, like, we take him out of the picture. You look at Bobby Robson, went back to managing, dead. Um, went back to managing Ireland and subsequently died wasn't a good move for him that was 2004 at Newcastle um, Alex Ferguson brain hemorrhage um, Neil Warnock as good as dead um, Claudio Ranieri he's going back to Italy Who knows? He, he, Ranieri has another five years in him somewhere I just don't know where it is um, you think of Gus Hiddink Arsene Wenger Harry Redknapp um, and remarkably this one stuck out to me Sam Allardyce was 66 last time you imagined the Premier League which is quite old so what age is he now? The last time it was West Brom is... he lost 3-1 to Bielsa 6 years so it would have been 2 probably would have been before Covid would it? just so you're talking to yeah. 69 now roughly. or maybe only big Sam would be 69 as well wouldn't he? Like... and <laughs> So that's just a brief overview of the oldest manager of the Premier League. Has Roy Hodgson got it in him to keep them up? Or do you think that's even the job spec? Keep them up. I think that is the job spec. Or did they just... Is it just the case now where they've gone through that many managers they just need to bring in someone to bring them down and then sack them? <laughs> sack them when they do get relegated. So I mean, it's three managers. Yeah, three man- they're on the turret, yeah. I found it... Of January. The toss. What the? F- yeah. Apologies, there. Technical issue. Um, um, coach. Yeah, I just, I, I'm just wondering, like, is Hodgson the right man? Is this, you know, will this cause his timely death? Um, I don't. I, yeah, look, I, I think that's. Look, I don't want to be here on the airways. Saying that job is going to cause him one death. Um, do is he the right man for the job? No, I don't think so. I think he he was quite public when he stepped away from Palace. That yeah, look, this is my last job. Whatever. Is this one of the always will become a consultant type things? Bobby Robson, FAI type 
Is he looking for a Ralph? I, I found it interesting that uh, Peter Schmeichel actually was quoted saying the other day that Ranieri absolutely had nothing to do with Leicester's title. I heard straight this. Out, straight out said it. He was just like, no, he was having none of it. He doesn't know how, but he was straight on just like, no, he, look where they, look what happened to him here now this year. I'm telling you now, nothing to do with when they won the title in 2016, which I think is, that's bad out. Like. But he did, he did, he did, he did a good job at Chelsea pre- Pre-money, like. Look, yeah. I understand that you had Kante as well, who's a machine, but, but like to say that the manager can't get any credit for Leicester winning a title is a bit baffling. Maybe there's something going on with him that like it's just always constantly swept under the rug or something. Like he's managed twenty two clubs. Mm-hmm. Sorry, twenty two teams including the Greek national team. That's a lot. Like, there's a Are reason looking he at only quantity stays over a quality here now when you talk about no I'm more thinking I'm more thinking there's a reason he only stays a year at a team like if you work backwards Watford okay three months Sampdoria 2019 and 2021 but you take COVID into account it's you know it's a very short period Roma only in 2019 Fulham 2018 2019 Nantes 2017 2018 Leicester City okay he's there two years 15 to 17 then Greece for less than a year Monaco for 2012 2014 Inter Milan for a year Roma for a year, Juventus for a, two years, Palma for what six months? I think he was there. But like it's it's the same all the way back. That's Ranieri. But I mean, like, why did they take him on? Is it just because he was Italian? Does football? Or was there something? Uh, was there something at the time about Claudio Ranieri that he was like? Um... He was friends with the owners of Watford. The Very soccer now have a bit of a nepotism kind of problem as well. You know, like the way the NFL like has a serious um, problem with diversity in their head coaches. Uh, is Ranieri a prime example that that is also like true in the football world now? Like, was there a better option than Claudio Ranieri for Watford mm. at any point in this season? Well. At any time. Yeah. Yeah. You mean to tell me Eddie Howe is not an attractive manager? I know that for a fact. I'm just. Do you know what I mean? I'm just. I'm asking the question. Is that like twenty-two jobs? Mm. You have Peter Schmeichel coming out blast upon him on absolute notice that he had nothing to do with Leicester's title. So, I just just seems to be a very weird coincidence, really, isn't it? There's a reason he didn't last so long at most clubs, I think. I'd love to get, like, maybe Schmeichel's yeah. the only one start talking out yeah. about it. But I know, the longest. like, I think Damien Duff came out saying he's such a nice guy. It doesn't mean make you a good manager, does it? No, but like, he, yeah, his longest spell is four years at Chelsea. Which was, yeah. It's pre, pre-Abramovich, yeah. Um, but like, so yeah, if, if you look now um, at the table, right, you're, you're going... So Watford have just lost their manager. You don't see... I don't see Dyche leaving Burnley, even if they go down. Um, Burnley's made for Dyche. Yeah, Dyche is made for Burnley. Unless he wants to leave. Like, who, like Everton, Everton are probably going to go for Waza. Um, are the days gone of the... 
the get out of jail manager, the big big Sams. That's rescue football, though. No matter what you look at it, like, and I think sometimes yeah. you need to just just take a bullet on the chin instead of relying on someone like Sam Allardyce. That's exactly how I feel about that. Yeah, those jobs, though, like you're always on to. It's it's a slim chance that they work and. You only remember the ones that work. You don't remember the guys that come in and they just don't manage to keep you up. Um, so I, I don't know who's going to take that job. I It feels like a colossal mission. I would imagine anyone eyeing up that job would probably wait until the close of the transfer window just to see who Newcastle bring in and if they fancy And in terms fans. of... We're, right, we're, we're writing Watford off right now that they're gone. Bohajan, surely. If they take out Hodgson, yeah, I'd say they're gone. I wouldn't rule Norwich out because, yeah, it's two good results, but it's two good results all season. It's only 16 points. So in their first 20 you, games, they yeah. amassed 10 points. They've and just got six. Newcastle have seven game. days so, to really turn things around here. It's not close to Yeah, six, six days. days. Yeah. Like, they're going to come up with a sign in there too, yeah. you imagine. Although they're probably getting close to their limit now. They're allowed 90, I think. One day this transfer window. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Keon Tripp yeah, playing championship football next week. Next year would be brilliant. Um, yeah, like, I still think Burnley are dark horses to make it out just because owing to the games they have left in, like, in hand. Everton, I think, we could pull into it, but then they're probably due a new manager bounce. I feel that's a, at the end of the season job, don't know. They will get a bounce on Ferguson, don't they? they? Always do. What's he done that? He's done that twice before, hasn't he? Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. We digress. Look. Roy, Roy Hodgson. We digress. To die or um, not to die? That is the question. Not to die, mate. It's three months. I give him. I, I back him for three months. <laughs> I back him to me. <laughs> what odds did you give me? Even Same money. odds you got this morning. It was going to be brought up <laughs> down to tenor. I couldn't even get me lunch today. Shocking. I know. I Paddy. Home, so I know. Lunch, it's a bigger Paddy question. Took all my lunch money today, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> right. I suppose we've talked about a senior citizen passing away for very too long for my liking. So why don't we park it there? And bottom feeder athlete. What going, have you brought? I'm just going to cut straight into Let this. Yes. We're going straight to the last visit around game on Sunday. 42-36, that was the score in the Chiefs-Bills game. Took Mahomes 13 seconds to send this into overtime. Did you did you see any of the highlights? Did you watch this? Any of you watch this? It yeah. was yeah, between the two of those watch boys. Back, yeah. Easily one of the best postseason performances ever between student, the two of them. I'd write long essay. It was absolutely end-to-end scintillating. But... Because of the current overtime rules, the Bills never were given the opportunity to to actually get a, get a score back here. So my e- question explain is, that one for me. So look, under current overtime like current the current overtime rules are it's a coin toss, and if you win the coin toss and you get the ball and you score a touchdown, 
with the ball it's game over if you settle for a field goal the other team has a chance to to either tie the field goal or get a score and then after that it's it's pure sudden death then um, so it needs to be changed well no it doesn't what do you, do you like, so, as an as a new look as a neutral right i i'm looking so, at this game mm-hmm. as a neutral and i i feel really bad obviously that josh allen doesn't get an opportunity to to get a score back here if he if he wins a coin toss there's no doubt in your mind like the way he's after playing all day like he's getting a score so it's there is obviously a chance of luck here however you understand that like the nfl is a seriously physical game and they can't go all night in overtime either mm-hmm. so but the other team should at least get an opportunity and what, and what happens after that then well, what do you what what you think the sudden, the, the current sudden that over overtime rules are are okay as they are? It's so if the is better than what is better. So than if the Bills drive, Sorry, drive, drive, and score, game over, they win. If they win the ball, if they start, if they win the coin toss, yeah, touchdown. If they win the coin toss, yeah, they drive the field, touchdown. They're walking off. It's done, and obviously it's very exciting as well because it's a walk off touchdown. Like that's everyone wants walk off touchdowns. But that is the question I'm asking you: Is that do you think no, I, I, that rule is fair or not? No, I don't think it's fair. I think the Chiefs should have at least say it went like that. The Bills went up the field, scored. I think the Chiefs should have or the opposition should have one opportunity to go back, one drive. If they don't get it, they're done. Game over. But they should have the opportunity to one drive. And then if they score on that drive, then how are you separating them after that? Just tell me. That's I just that's what I'm asking you because they're now tied again. So we we need like yeah. it's a playoff game. We can't have a tie here. So there's no like there has to be like give me the tiebreaker now after that. We just go National Alliance League kickoff kicks. Kickers <laughs> don't get enough. You got to put a bit of pressure on them. So you're thinking like a goal goal post shooter. Yeah. What's the point in having kickers? You're paying you three three kickers. What's the point in having a fucking defense? Yeah, then give them the opportunity. What's the point in having a defense if we're just going to go touch and touch and touch and The Bills are defensively. Sean McDermott is a defensive coach. He couldn't stop them with 13 seconds on the clock and he couldn't stop them first play of the over. Like, that's it done. The rules used to be it was four score wins. Now they introduced the rule that if there's a field goal, it's upside just playing for a field goal, kicking the field goal. It's like, I just don't get this whole mantra of they should have another chance. No, they shouldn't have. They should have played defence. They should have well, like forced to stop. They had two opportunities. They had 13 seconds before, and then they had the second chance. I don't overtime. disagree they with you with the first score should win, right? Or the first touchdown, rather. But there should be a better way to work out who goes than flipping the coin. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's whoever gets more touchdowns in the game over. I, I don't know. But it, I don't think the flip of the coin is fair. Maybe it's whoever had more. I don't know. Look, the current yards, format. I don't know, is, but I just, the current format leaves it. it leaves it at that. It's it's always going to be hard, isn't it? To, like if you weren't a neutral, if that was the Eagles, now you'd be screaming at the TV, or if it was the Dolphins, you'd be screaming at the TV about. No, I'd be screaming at my defensive coordinator because we're moving away from like. Look, I know we've got some exceptional talented quarterbacks in the NFL right now, but defensive football still has to win and you know the old adage defense wins the championships I think the days of there is no way with the Bills taking the lead with 13 seconds to go 
to then lose to then give up the equalising score and then lose in overtime. You should not be asking severe questions of your defensive. The days corner. of playing constantly, like like you remember, like obviously the mid two thousands, like those ferocious defenses, and they might keep you under like two hundred total yards or one hundred eighty total yards or whatever. Like that's kind of gone. It's usually like good defense now is ferocious pass rush and there's moments of like you know a couple of plays a game is all you're relying on your defense to win especially in games like this because they're just when the two boys go off like that like it's just ferocious carry on like you're not going to you just need one play and they couldn't get the one play but I I just feel I do feel a bit bad for Josh Allen like he's given his team an opportunity every opportunity to win that game and then obviously like he's been let down A with a coin toss And B 13 seconds They couldn't get a stop in 13 seconds I do think they need to look at it I, I do t- But a time cost Sorry, go a, on. Time, a time cost is fair though Because it's 50-50 chance you? A time cost You did <laughs> A time cost A coin toss is fair though Because it's 50-50 it's pure luck. Surely there should be a measurement of who goes first, though. I don't know. I don't. But how do you decide who kicks off? How do you, how do you decide who kicks off in a game of Premier League football? Yeah, a time cost. Yeah, a time cost. <laughs> a time cost. Yeah. So how how do you decide who kicks off at the start yeah, of the it's actual not, game? A coin toss. Yeah, but you're not going to no shoot one the half score, or it's very very unlikely. Yeah, but use an NFL exam- example. They do a coin toss at the start of the game to decide who kicks off. So why? So overtime is by. I'll tell you one thing. I, fu- I, don't, I don't fully understand. You can see when they kick off and the player leaves and it goes out of bounds. Why do they do that? Why do they let it bounce go out and bounds. everyone's waiting to catch it? Why do they do that? Because then it gets they get the possession at the twenty-five yard line. Instead of running run, run it back and maybe having to start at the 10-yard line. So, they pick the ball up and they get hit. Or no, they just pick the ball up and they stop. And now they get it from the 25-yard line. So, are you referring no, to like a off. punt or a kickoff? Yeah. If it goes out of bounds, go back to 25. Like you said, well, then it gets back to... The, 25 but if they run it oh, out and they get tackled okay. it's from where they get tackled so and, and, and then with the points why did not touch it I'll give you one here it's a fair catch so it's equivalent equivalent of 22 so if you rugby. catch it you can't get hit you start with the ball there if you wave it if you wave and it, if yeah, you, you let it bounce and you're kind of waiting 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 to pick it up they kind of like shimmy around it until they want to pick it up If they can do that, yeah, but I don't know why. Because you'd have so you're losing, you're losing yards basically. Pounds. If it keeps rolling, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, bottom feeder. So, one famous podcaster has suggested the idea of I don't know if it's his original idea either, but I actually do quite like the idea of it. Is that uh, the books? Or sorry, not the books. The Chiefs. Um, Chiefs obviously start with the ball and they get a score and. The Bills will then get the opportunity to score in the same amount of plays or less. Hmm. I've heard the worst. Oh, and that look at least the game won't yeah, spin look, off it's not bad, into but... you know chaos and. Could you could you have right? Here's one for you. Could you have a two point 
playoff. Two point showdown. Shootout. That is um if it's that's the play if they're lobbying that I think if it's tied at the I end like that hand, idea. Be a two two point play show. Yeah, but it, it's I don't know. I, I actually don't see an issue with the overtime rules. I think it's it's if that game had been a dead rubber and had finished nine nine, three field goals apiece, and Kansas had gone to win it that fashion, I don't think anyone's complaining. I think it's the fact it was an absolute shootout that people. It's just they wanted to see more, and, and I, I, like it. Everyone got caught in the hype of it, and that's that's the thing though. People have people have wanted want to see more. Like every pl- game this weekend was won on a walk off play. The other three were walk off field goals. None of them were obviously in overtime. This was just a pure shootout, and it was a walk off touchdown in overtime. I think that is the best way to win a game, and I don't think we should. Um, it was also the best game though. It wasn't just the best ending to a game. It was the that's, best that's game. Saying, yeah, no, I agree. Oh yeah, I know. I but examining the play yeah. in a vacuum, that's the best way to win a playoff game. Period is like a walk off touchdown in all the Mull it over, anyways. Mull, mull, mull that one over and see. I like um, the two point shootout, and if you if you had to go five times, and then the other team go five times. So you're not changing over the whole time. You're not going offense, defense, offense, defense, offense, defense. You're going offense by five, followed by the others, offense by five. He's See, starting to look like, more and more like Roger Goodell as I look at him. So, but what do you do? What do you do between the end of regular the regular time and that? Yeah. You just go straight into that. Oh, I, don't, I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit slam dunk contest, and or you just and, run overtime for Marino, to be honest. You know, ten minutes. And then it's followed by that to draw. But do you, do you not prefer golden goal though in in the old World Cups and European Championships? Do you not prefer a golden goal? Or were you one of these silver goal? Oh, you had to score two, or, or you'd be two ahead. The silver goal was the end of the half, so effectively it was golden goal in the second half of extra time. But if you scored in the first minute of extra time, they had until half time to get back to you. I do. I I think all games should go to penalty shootouts. Straight away I after think, the 90. Yeah, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Like, if you look at the Carabao Cup, the way that's gone, like, I'm not entirely against it. Would you be of the opinion of getting rid of draw games just then think, as well? Just out no. of curiosity. Like, league games. No, I think it, I think if you did that, you, you look at the Premier League now, I think City are on, but the best keeper in the league. Second best. I think, I think, by getting rid of extra time you're robbing fans of the euphoria of winning the game in extra time like that it, like if, if, you're, if you win a game in extra time right that is when the stakes are highest like you can win a game by scoring a goal in the 60th minute and holding on to win 1-0 but if you score a goal in the 180th right, I, I hear you but I would definitely oh Senegal 3-0 against Capford two sending offs for Capford third's gone in poor Pico Cape Lopez Verde. will be on his way back to Crumlin. Um, Cape, Cape Verde. Um, <laughs> but I think I'd probably be more in favour of going extra time, five minutes a half, follow with pens. So you still have, not, not, not 10 or 15 and a half. Remember it used to be 15, then it went to... Oh, I don't know, I like, I like the... the but you still have the tension there, but you're not... Extra time you're not, anyway. You know, killing the players. Roy, Roy Hodgson won't make it through 90 he'd be, never mind great. 100 <laughs> in the heat yeah 
somewhere he <laughs> right right anyway, yeah i don't know that's three disagreeing we've three different opinions there don't we yeah, I, I, your, I think it opinion? needs. I think it needs to change. Yeah. I, I do. I like. I, even as a neutral, it is better than it was. It needs to change. Whether they need to look at the time that overtime is on for, or, whatever. I do think it needs to change. I think the team needs one shot back, and then if they fuck it, they fuck it. Do you know? But like you're just coming. Yeah, I don't. I just think we need to like. If your defense can't make a play, your defense can't make a play. Like, do you know what I mean? That's that's on you. That's on coaching. That's on your defense. That's on the eleven men on the field when that play is made. Do you know? I think that's it's a key aspect of the game that we're overlooking. I suppose probably a bit easier with the NFL when it's so star driven, especially at the quarterback position. But those quarterbacks are not playing against each other. They're playing against the opposition defense. And I think we're moving more and more away from that as this mm. NFL probably gets more star driven. But look. That's, that's, that's where I stand on it. It's, it's got. Anything else to bring forward from uh, the Do we need to yeah. have a bit of. Yeah, like we've gone, we've gone full uh, tilt the of on the, the Chiefs game there, but um, I suppose we'll look at you know, the Rams and the Bucks was. I thought it was the second best game all weekend, and if you watch that game every five minutes, you could see the camera mm. spewing over to Tom Brady, and he had that look in his eye. and it just looked like they were always going to make the comeback there and for once Tom fell short and I think the whole world was shocked that he did fall short but did no Tristan worse the defence let him down big time didn't they yeah that defence that defence is uh, is looking old I mean yeah but like look he does fall short but like more often than not you'd bet yeah, People just you tend to kind of like, oh, here we go, and, and you just think it's a dead given. Not great, not great in super, not great in Super Bowls against NFC East teams. He likes that one. Yeah, three, three of them I can remember off the top of my head. Where he plenty um, Stafford was amazing <laughs> as well, and yeah. it was a kind of couple of quarters in that game where the Rams just they switched off. If Cam Akers scores that touchdown before the end of the half, uh, and he fumbles it. That was done, and I I text I sent a text mm. in into the group, and I was like, "You need to pull that back. You need to delete it before anyone fucking sees it, um, because you're going to make a fool of yourself, and Brady's going to come back here and win it." And with one heave at the end of the game, Stafford found cup, and that was that. Now the question really mm. begs is that does does there's already kind of rumors about Brady, um. You know, he's talking about it's not his decision anymore, it's his family's decision about next year and what they want to do as a as a family. Um I think the books is done though. I I can't see him going back to the Buccaneers. I think that ship has sailed. Really? I think they've ran yeah, I think they've ran the race. It, it's 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 mad the difference a year yeah, makes. The it? defense like, doesn't look as good, they look slower and like Godwin is not back till some point next season, so he's already down a weapon. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me like if he comes back for one more year I wouldn't be surprised to see him in a, in a different uniform would you be would he, yeah, would he, he wouldn't gonna, go would he go would he, he wouldn't go in behind Mac Jones would he or... no, he I know the Broncos has been brought up with Aaron Rodgers and I'm not bringing it up for Brady like I'm, I'm not because Brady's not stupid enough now to walk into a division with 
and go slaughterhouse with Mahomes twice a year and Herbert twice a year. So I think that one is gone. He's, I, the 49ers. He's also quite cute again, in the fact that. That's also a mega tough division. But that team, like that team, that roster will be ready for him straight away. Like, I think, I think, I don't think, I think he'd want to announce that he's gone before he plays his last game. I think, he's that I think he is a little bit self-indulgent. I think he'll do one more year. I just that's well. I was gonna. I'd agree. I'd agree with you on that one. That's why I rule out Denver. I don't think he'd like to go to Denver and not win a Super Bowl, and then have the argument would Peyton could win a Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, and I just think obviously like the players that he's going against just to win the division. Like he's not a stupid man. He knows like he probably goes one and one with Mahomes. You know, and you're already battling then the Chiefs all the way into the playoffs and as well. Mm-hmm. I right just don't now, see a fit for him. As of now, look, I think that I I yeah. think the Denver gig belongs to Rogers. I think that is I think that's ultimately where he's going to lay out. I don't know, like if Brady does one more year, I I keep trying to pick a team in my head, and I'm like, I it's definitely not the Bucks. I that ship is that horse has ran. They loaded up again last year to come back and make a run this year, and they just fell short. And injuries and stuff like that happen as well. But <coughs> it's always a tough ass to run it straight back and win back to back. Like it never, you know, you're more likely to end up out of the playoffs it's, it's, than you are in the playoffs done. to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It's rarely done. It's rarely done. It's rarely done. Yeah, it's rarely done for a reason. Yeah, it, when maybe with the family thing, it means what city they're going to go to as opposed to is he going to keep playing? But yeah, but then where is where is the fit? Like he's not gonna take on any of the New York gigs. He's not gonna take on any of the LA gigs because they'd be mad to throw away what mm. they have right now for a year. Would you would you see him in Miami? Um, Just I I thought that, but then he's going against Josh Allen. It's an easy. It's still I suppose it's still a less of an ask than the NFC West is right now and the AFC West. I think they're they're obviously the two best divisions mm-hmm. in football. I don't think there's any argument with that. Mm. Mm. I I I would go so far as to say I don't see a fifth from in or inside or outside of Tampa like next season. I don't retiring or doing that. another year at Tampa. Retiring or mm-hmm. doing another year at Tampa. As in, I, do I you, don't how do you see him going out Tampa. though? I, I would have thought he wanted because a big I, hole. That you know, waves the crowd. He may have wanted it, but I don't think he's. I think he's intelligent enough to say it was a very short run, but like, we've run this thing to the ground in Tampa. Now it could be happy to be proven wrong. I don't know if they if they can manipulate the cap space, or whatever, and start bringing in other stars and stuff. Like I think the whole Antonio Brown irked thing him. really irked him. It also. He's probably lost his power in Tampa now, isn't if he turns around to Bruce Arians like I want this guy, Bruce like, well remember the last guy you wanted? Yeah. Yeah, I think the Antonio Brown I actually think Antonio Brown really fucked him there. And like I think he's really mm. upset about that. Like they I don't really know need personally, him down the but like I do think like that Brown really did him dirty there and, and Brady's always like you know back to teammates 100% all the way I think Brown ruined him a little do, bit with it I do have one 
I do have one low key suggestion. I get shot for this. One year deal. Pittsburgh. Plays in cold weather really well. That that opens Cleveland though as well, to be honest. If he's willing to go up and play in Pittsburgh, he's willing to play for the Browns. I think the draw there is more to play with Mike Tomlin than it is to play with Kevin Stavansky though. No disrespect to Kevin Stavansky, but I would I would rather I think he's got much well, maybe do you know what? Najee Harris is definitely emerging. Pit, like, so maybe I not. Think maybe Cle- Pittsburgh Cle- do have the, the the weapons and just not the QB. And and Cleveland are more likely to run the ball. I think you'd be happy with Cleveland are more likely to run. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I don't Pittsburgh know. Pittsburgh have got that history as well, don't they? Yeah, and like I suppose you know, they're easily mm, top six mm, franchise in the NFL, like and I, ever. Yeah. I, I suppose we'd be remiss not to mention the end of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but look, I, before I just thought I'd praise Joe Burrow here, I'm going to gloss over this Packers game completely because it was awful. It was exactly. like Rodgers needs to kind of go home in the shower, shave his fucking hair, shave his beard, look a bit more professional, and that is a wrap. Like, he's out. I can't... How could you go back to that? Like, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, times 13 passes. 13-10. How do you score 10 points at home in Lambeau in a playoff game? After scoring a touchdown in the opening quarter. There is no words for it. It was dreadful. Like, everything about that game was awful. I, I know for a fact like the 49ers are actually going to take the Rams into hell next week as well because they've, they've got a good record against them um, and I just don't see how they keep doing it yeah they've I don't see how they keep doing it like, they're, so. they're going to drag them into a shift fight now and run Debo Samuel in all jet sweeps and off tackles and all this kind of bollocks but like how if they win a Super Bowl like playing that where they're winning games 13-10 like I want no part of it none it's awful top was an awful watch yeah 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 and I suppose finally we'd be remiss not to touch on Big Daddy Joe and Evan McPherson I think that's a it's a big test of Gooley building apparently Evan McPherson rookie kicker as he's running onto the field running past Joe Burrow to kick that was a 52 yard field goal he uttered the line well it looks like we're going to the did you see the most? AFC Championship game so it shows you the confidence someone of a the ilk of a borough and his attitude can bring into a locker room he's completely changed their whole franchise now the Bengals owners will have to look they're cheap they are they are what they are they're cheap they're, they're exceptionally cheap no, no, it's like a what do they call it? it's like a family run business where they're just not willing to pay the dollar and do you know what at the minute that's fine it is fine because Joe has three more years on the rookie deal no, no, it is not, okay if you can win a championship on this rookie deal well and good but as soon as that five year deal is done pony the fuck up to keep this boy because he is special he's a special player special talent special just the mindset of it all how well. did it's anyone in their right mind think that Ryan Tannehill was actually going to be him 
are you well? Well, they didn't, but it, but they thought Derek I feel, Henry. I do feel bad for Henry. Like all week, everyone's like, "Oh, he's he looks great in practice." And you know when you hear this stuff, and you're like, "Come on, he's he's been out for what was it, eight weeks? He's got a metal plate in his, he's got a metal yeah, plate in nine, his foot, and then they, they also put a metal orthotic in his shoe as well." And they were like, "Yeah, sure, he'll be fine." That's running backs. I know he's a different breed, but you thought like Derek Henry is going to bring you to the promised land over Joe? No, no not having that I'm not he's he just brought he has the Bengals in the AFC Championship game I just I need to leave it at that like that's enough the Bengals are in the AFC Championship game and it's down to one man mm. yeah that Jamar Chase is good as well to be fair to him yeah <laughs> yeah fair yeah very good and look Jamar Chase is so good he makes T Higgins look like an average uh, T Higgins is, is a legit number one on any other roster I think yeah yeah so uh, yeah we're just drafting nothing but an offensive lineman for the next few seasons um, yeah we'll go as far as we can go uh, and now start for the NFL I mean, or we might just kick it down no no kind of we're good to go uh, to like just we'll talk about it on Thursday in our picks I suppose Perfect. Okay, coach, you're back in. Um, right, so I suppose, quickly put, we've had four rounds of Championship Cup, different plays, and look, we can look forward. We've four Irish provinces in the two legs of the last 16 come April time, so obviously, it's Lewis versus Ulster, Connacht Leinster, and Extra Chiefs Monsters, Munster, in addition to a bunch of other fixtures. But I suppose... I'm not going to get too into the Champions Cup because I don't have an awful lot of positive to say to it. But I suppose something we've stressed throughout our time on this podcast and in other works on the mid-season slump has been probably the responsibility on sporting organisations to adapt in a positive fashion during COVID. Learn lessons lessons from the experience. And while adapting to government policies look to introduce groundbreaking technologies such as what the NFL has done with it done like kiosks with no ground staff so it's all based on um, NFC and your phone and stuff like that what the NBA have kind of done with the bubble the very early days of COVID I suppose the the response of the European Rugby Commission it just hasn't been very good we've been given a kind of a structure of two pools of 12 each side playing two sides home and away and it did go down to the wire, but as an example, had Connacht held on against Stad, Cardiff would have qualified for the last 16, courtesy of one win, which was the result of a COVID cancellation walkover. So if Connacht had bet Stad Francais, Cardiff would have made the last 16 for the simple fact that Toulouse had COVID and the game had to be called off. It's just, it's just not good enough. There's discussions kind of ongoing around the format for next season with the inclusion of the South African sides via the UFC and by God I hope they bring us back the pools of four the old structure but uh, look the last 16 two legs is going to be good and then quarterfinals semi-finals you've kind of you've got good sides in, in them games so they are going to be good fixtures but I said using this as kind of an example of maybe a bad um, reaction to COVID random off the wall question Examining the entire COVID situation, starting from March of 2020 to where we are now, where hopefully it looks like light is at the end end of the tunnel, 
What is the best bit of ingenuity you've seen over COVID, and what was the worst decision over COVID from the world of sport? I'll give you the worst one. Anything. That is my personal gripe. Is, and it's across all sports, not fulfilling your fucking fixtures. Good one. Do, do you know what I mean? Not fulfilling the fixtures, like, lads. If you have academy players, play them. Simple as that. Look tough. You're not going to get three points today. They're professionals. Like to turn around and say, like, I can't. We can't fill this game because all we have is our twenty academy players. Uh, sorry, what? You have twenty of them. So you have enough for two teams. Play them. That's the only. That is the worst thing. Like, I, Annie, I, I know Montpellier. Did they not like throw academy side against Leinster early and they got robbed? Cardiff did it too, didn't they? Too and well what? To Tough. That's just the yeah. way it falls. Do you know those players are going to get no, experience and probably get in the shop window somewhere else. I, I have no argument with it. Hmm? If you get robbed, you get robbed. But fulfill the fixture. I agree with that. Yeah, I think yeah, I that one. Had you a bet a best one maybe? Um, and positive. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stick with that now for the minute. That's that's where I lie lie my head on that. I come back to me in a minute for 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 a best one possibly. Yeah. My worst is. Do you remember? Do you remember the the fan screens at the Etihad behind the goal, and they couldn't even fill the fan screens. <laughs> The zoom screens. The zoom screens. Yeah, yeah, that for me was probably the worst because it didn't, it didn't need it. Just, just to have the empty stadium, it didn't need that. Yeah. Like, and they just made an embarrassment. I know a lot of the Bundesliga clubs did it as well. I think, but, um, yeah, that one for me was terrible. Best off the top of my head is a tough one, but I'm thinking, credit, incredible piece of ingenuity was Fight Island probably from the UFC and Dana White just to get it up and running and contain themselves were in there so there's no spread of the virus etc so for me that was that was brilliant i don't see why other stuff couldn't have done that like the six nations where there's only six teams for example uh the nba bubble obviously was quite similar um but mm, yeah that was the first i think, I think ufc right, and then yeah, the bubble was fired in first um but yeah that, that for me creating your own yeah that, that was probably and, and it got us up doing something watching something Um yeah they're the two for me the worst and best i think Bottom feeder. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll give you my, my worst might. and then he might come back with his best one. The worst for me is it fills into kind of two. Um, the attempt by the Premier League to introduce pay-per-view Premier League fixtures when the night was darkest. When we were heading into December of 2020 and we were hoping for a vaccine and they attempted to introduce pay-per-view Premier League fixtures and to second that there is now no logical reason why Saturday 3pm fixtures or those like weird like Sunday 2 o'clock fixtures where Sky have the rights to one there's three games on cannot be televised there is no longer an argument that all Premier League fixtures cannot be televised all weekend whether that be a streaming service it is pure rights and television money that is dictating that and that would be my maybe it's not a bit of ingenuity but it's a bit of exposure on the Premier League and kind of where their priorities lie I actually personally can't think of a best one I'm going to be straight with you because I just think it was all fucking awful anyways in the first place and I'm very negative when it comes to the COVID stuff 
that's where I lie. I, I mean that. I honestly, <laughs> God, like Jesus, like yeah. Now the bubble was probably, the bubble was good, but I mean, like, I don't think. Hey, is there any, a documentary on the bubble? I don't think there was any excuse for not having these like professional okay. athletes play. There'll be an ESPN thirty for thirty. I know there's a women's one. There'll be an ESPN thirty for thirty. Jimmy Butler's somewhere. famous um, famous run to a finals, huh? Selling boys coffee. <sighs> Does anyone really oh, remember? Not, yeah, the, it, as yeah it was it? A, it was excellent. It was it was excellent. That was that was the year Jamal Murray went yeah. off and gave me like you know I used to sleep well at night thinking about it. It's been a while. Fair. Um, yeah, I suppose. And so, secondly, kind of to, to round us out on the main kind of segment, looking ahead at the Irish squad that was announced, who would you say was hard done and who was kind of lucky to, I, to hold on to a spot? I'll, I'll go number Craig one, right? On someone that was hard done by. I really, really. I've got two that that are for me stand out, but the first is Ross Byrne. I know we've always come back to the conversation. No, he's puke. I don't. <laughs> I don't. No, he's puke. Like, he's actually puke, and he comes from like subpar genetics. Then born boys can't play rugby. I've seen more out of what's this new young fly half coming through at Munster? Munster I forget his name he, escapes me. I've seen more Healy. from him in the last fortnight than I've seen out of Ross Byrne. No, not Ben Healy, the the young fellow was playing in the league. Ah, his name escapes me. Playing against Wasps. I've seen more from him in now, like three games. Is that the young lad that scored the ridiculous try for the months. This is South Dublin tripe. I think let me rephrase, yeah. let me rephrase. I think I think it's a farce <laughs> that Carby's in. Whether that would be a replacement, Ross Byrne or Kieran Frawley. Probably Kieran Frawley, actually to be honest, because he's more utility. Um and he can kick well. I would love to, I think Frawley is the is the like he should probably I think he could be in there. And then Reese Ruddock. Yeah, they're the two for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Now, I, I, I thought Joey Carberry kind of probably earned a spot based on what he did in November. To be honest with you, and it comes back to the old adage: you're picking players on club form, or you're picking players on what they've done for you before. And Joey Carberry probably has continually done it for that Irish setup. When you consider Andy Farrell was in that time when Andy Farrell was in under Smith. Um, who's 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 either lucky to I suppose hold on to their spot? Um, yeah, guys, I kind of want to see this Casey turning into the starting nine here now. To be honest with you, I think like look, Murray's been unreal, but like over the course of his career, but like we need to start pushing this on a bit now. Um, uh, I don't, I don't remember the last time Murray was unreal. His career, like he's a very decorated career. To be fair to him, like to say, like he hasn't done. Like there was definitely a point in time where he was the best, best player in the world as well. Like for a short wow. period. I wouldn't have him around here for dinner. Never mind in this squad. Stop! 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 No, no. But uh, I think it's kind of encouraging to see the likes of obviously Casey and Michael Lowry included in the squad when they're definitely not. They don't fill out the physical dimensions of rugby players. I think it's encouraging that. You can have players like that at, at no Michael Larry at somewhere test level. Very excited to see. Uh, it it does say look look, it's obviously encouraging the younger kids as well and stuff like that. Like you don't have to be built like a hundred kegs to be able to effectively play the game. 
And to be honest, you'd argue Hugo Keenan isn't like Hansen's not massive either. either to be fair, you know he's, he's slighter built. Yeah, I have an, an issue, issue with, with Mac Hansen. I have an issue Sorry. with Mac Hansen. Yeah, I just think, I think he he got like even him being thrown into the squad in the November internationals. I think he's been like sped up. Yeah, I get it, he's an exciting player, but I think there's potentially one or two coming through, like some of the younger Irish players that probably maybe deserve a shot ahead of him maybe given how short a time he's been in like he played his first Champions Cup game at the weekend in a loss I know it was a loss against uh, Stad but he's got that real fluky thing to him doesn't it like every like a lot of like it's a lot of poxy scores but like he just he's so fast he reminds me of the Honey Badger so much he reminds me of the Honey Badger so much it's It's very similar yeah um if I was going to say someone I think is is slightly lucky, and this is very harsh, yeah, I'd say I Jordan Lama. I think he's just maybe in on reputation, I think. And maybe if he's not there, I'm less... Not annoyed about the Mac Hansen. But it, who would you replace from, um, though? Someone who's in... Who would I replace? Lama. Um, Lama. Right. Like I'm probably I'm probably gutted, and I know it's a different position. I'm probably gutted that Nathan uh, Doak's not in that he's squad. He's so good too. I see a lot of potential there, but you're probably looking at an outside back. We've talked about Doak a few times too. To be fair, you know, like Doak always comes up when we talk. So he is only twenty, and I get that. But at some time, I think you're gonna have to bring him into a squad, even if you know he's not gonna play, just to get that experience of what an international camp is like. And I, I'm not saying you, you you take you take passengers, but maybe he just based on the talent he has, you'd love. Like to me, long term for Ireland, I see Nathan Doak as the star, and I see Craig Casey's coming on with 20 minutes. Not that that's any slating on Craig Casey's talent. I just think that game as it opens up, he's to change a pace. He's your second half. He's your change set. of pace, and it suits him down to the yeah. ground as well. Because you don't ask him to do that defensively, and, really. You know. To be boxing with the heavyweights. Yeah. And if and if Nathan Doak's injured, yeah. you've no problem starting Craig Casey. It's just based on the talent you have in front of you. That's a brilliant. And then I'm I'm sure the coach is like clamoring to get oh, Billy Barnes back in the side. <laughs> I don't know why I'm on the bench jumper. That's just the side. Um, <laughs> do you know what I'm just thinking there as we look at it, Ross Maloney's probably a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, he would. But like, who are you taking out from? Peter O'Mahony might be lucky to be in there. Yeah, yeah. But then again, what to do for you in November? Yeah. I'm actually reasonably happy with the pack. Yeah, I think there's, there's a. Yeah, very it's got enough. Pack. Um, you know, old head. Maybe Don. Maybe maybe Don. unlucky is someone you'd you'd like to see come through as a streamer, like. Um, but no, I'm happy enough with that. Um, Gavin Coombs is. I think it's going to be a battle between himself and Caelan Doris as to who's our most impressive um, back over the next few years. Because Gavin Coombs. All of our back rows are, are class. Like every single one of them. Never, never, never an issue there. Actually, do you know? Do you know who shouldn't be there? And I'd be very happy in saying this. Rob Herring should never wear an Irish jersey again. Dan. Dan Sheehan has shown enough. Do you not think? 
I know he's he's behind Ronan Keller, so he's not starting. But just I think he's showing enough fees. Just a complete. Yeah, he's just a complete breath of fresh air. <sighs> yeah, I I get rid of Rob Herring in the morning. John John Cooney should be inside the passenger. Corner. <clears throat> anyway <laughs> we've parked that there so I suppose the last bit to get to in partnership with usasports.co.uk again link is in the podcast description Grayson Allen's challenge on Alex Caruso um, it's a bit of a bit of a wild challenge I don't know if we've seen uh, it Jens have you seen it's it? Not, it doesn't make for good view and I still think he could have got up and walked away quicker I think he ruined the bull season still though yeah it's, it's, it's dangerous just to spark a bit of a last quick bit of a debate because we have been on for I think geez, about an hour um, sh- uh, Grayson Allen obviously got one game suspension should injuries factor into suspension you injure a player no. for six months I just think it's, it's the intention like he he knew like Grayson Allen knew he was about to get dunked on there he was about to get absolutely worked on by it mm you know Caruso so he definitely like and Caru- like Caruso like no you don't want to get dunked on by Caruso I respect that I respect the fact that Alan knew that as well but like he hacked him to bits it's like come on man he doesn't even make an attempt on the ball it's just an attempt on his elbow it just creases him he's fractured his wrist isn't he Caruso that's probably Caruso's season pretty mm. much done and like like he was an important like, he's a good player for the Bulls do you know they're already down, mm. Lonzo? I like. He's not great now. I I don't I don't like the challenge. Like I know when you're about to get worked on like that, like you don't want to be on the poster of Slam Magazine there in Easton's in three days time. It's just not three. Uh, three weeks time before yeah. you get that edition of Slam. It's Ireland. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't think you can impact the suspension though. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's broken wrist, but. But put it in a, because it it definitely factored. Hold on, if we're gonna do this, fucking Eric Cantona jumped over a hoarding and smashed it up with his studs to the chest. That was a fan though. That was a fan though. That yeah, was yeah. That what was, band did he get? Yeah, so but it was that's that's it was a criminal offence. That's a criminal offence. But like, what? that's my point. Cantona does what he wants. Did yeah, what but what, what band did he get? He got a bit he of time got six back back months. Then, yeah. Yeah, he got like, did you think he got away with that scot free? Like he karate kicked No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I'm pretty sure you man did it from GBH. He's like, uh, I need to apologize. I hit my shot three inches wide. Like, that's when you go to the courts about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's back I then, though. Like you, like, you know, like it was left. You know, if you kicked the fella in the stand like that, you know, men were hardier. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and it was done. So you weren't, you weren't. Subject to trial by social media back then, you know he kicked the fella. He got done for it. Move on. Don't be slaying Eric Cantona on this podcast ever again either. Aye. Let it go. <laughs> I would have loved to play against him. I would have wound him right up, and he'd pull out his collar and everything. Every time I got a chance, he'd put his collar down. Would have been would have been the finest fight. Boy, what's going to do? Hurt me. <laughs> Grand, and we going with yeah. the game. <laughs> Clown. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, I don't know why you're so negative. You should be happy. Jurgen Klopp got his two week winter break for all his players with no games because 
the demands of playing on a Wednesday night and a Saturday morning are too much for overpaid millionaires. But uh, yeah, I have to get one last dig in before we finished up. <laughs> That's all from me. <laughs> Jesus, don't sound excited. That's all from me. Thank you and good night.